Hurrying along as quickly as we could, we finally slogged our way back to the beach, and it was without a moment to spare, as by the time we reached terra firma again, the water had moved all the way up to my calves, and we could barely keep our footing or make out the causeway under our feet. John and Kim were shivering on the beach and waved at us when we finally emerged from the fog. We were about to send for help, said Kim. Wish you had, I told her. We need to send someone to see about that man looking for Alex. Why would anyone be out on the causeway this late, and given these weather conditions? Gopher asked. The four of us looked at him pointedly. Besides us, he said. I mean, at least we have a legitimate reason. I turned away from Gopher with a bit of disgust, and waved everyone to the van. Come on, guys. We've got to send help. With the aid of a local man out walking his dog, we finally found a Coast Guard station and alerted the authorities who took down every detail we had to offer before sending out a skiff. More than once, they'd asked us what we were thinking by going for a late-night stroll along a dangerous path during mid-tide. Everyone knows you don't go walking round the causeway after dark, said the Coast Guard officer taking our report. This elicited several more pointed looks in Gopher's direction, but he ignored us and focused on getting help for the stranger. Once we were sure help was on the way, there was nothing left for us to do but head back to the B&B. This was a good thing because it was late, and I was shivering so hard my teeth were rattling. My pants, shoes, and socks were all soaked, and I couldn't wait to get out of them. No one said much on the ride back. Once we were there, we all mumbled our good nights and turned in. When I entered the room I shared with Gilly, I was a little surprised to find him awake and munching on a late-night cheeseburger and fries. Hey, he said when he saw me. Your pants are wet. I looked down in mock surprise. They are? He gave me a smart smile and popped another fry into his mouth. What'd I miss? Before answering him, I walked over to my suitcase and unzipped the lid. After fishing around for my PJs, I held up a finger and headed for the bathroom. Once I'd changed and draped my jeans and socks over the shower curtain, I came back out and filled Gilly in. Whoa, he said when I'd finished. Who'd be crazy enough to go out on the causeway in the dark and dense fog? You mean, other than us? Yes, other than you fools. I chuckled and reached over to pick at some fries. I've no idea, but he wasn't a local. Well, duh, Gil said. I doubt anyone who lives around here would do something that dumb. No, I told him, you're not getting it. What I mean is that the guy sounded Australian or South African. Oh, Gil said. You knew by the accent. Yep. We should ask Anya in the morning if she knows of any other foreigner staying in town. In a village this small, I've got to believe that the locals keep track of outsiders. Do you think they'll find the guy on the causeway? God, Gil, I really hope so. You should have heard him crying out for Alex. It was heartbreaking. I wonder who Alex was to him. Might be his son. Might be his lover, said Gil. And when I looked at him in surprise, he added, Hey, you mentioned one guy looking for another, and I immediately think gay. I rolled my eyes at him, and he gave me a winning smile. By the way, he added, Tico sent you an email. Gilly routinely went through my email, even though I routinely changed the password. Did she get Wendell off the plane okay?
On our last bust, I'd adopted a homeless black pug. As most of our ghost investigations tend to be in locations that aren't exactly pet-friendly, I thought it best to send him home and place him in the care of my best girlfriend. She got him all right, and he's safe and sound, and already making doggy friends in Chico's neighborhood. I felt my shoulders relax. I'd been worried about such a long journey for a little puppy. Any word on Doc? I also had a parrot back home, being looked after by another dear friend of mine. You mean the other email you got from Mama Joe? I couldn't help smiling. Gilly really didn't understand the meaning of the word privacy. Yep, I told him. How's my little guy doing? According to Mama Dell, he's swearing like a sailor at all her customers, chewing on all her wood furniture, and throwing beakfuls of food around his cage. My eyebrows rose. He's in good spirits then. Gilly nodded. I really miss him, MJ. I sighed heavily. I know, buddy. Me too. Turning to climb into bed, I fluffed my pillow and lay back to watch television without commenting. But for the few hours before I fell asleep, I was acutely aware of how much I missed my pets and my home. The only other thing my thoughts could focus on was the man from the causeway, and for a long time that evening, the sound of his desperate voice haunted me.